Hello and welcome to episode five of the Altbrow podcast. Today's guest is Jared Mann, a certified nutritionist in San Francisco, member of the local LGBT community, and overall good guy I've known for a long time. He used to be my supervisor when we worked together at a kitchen supply store here in San Francisco. My intention bringing him in was to talk about nutrition and some fun stories we had together. Uh, it's an unfortunate coincidence that he came in this week following the events that have happened in Orlando. We did bring it up a little bit during the podcast. It's, it, was, it felt disingenuous if I didn't. It's uh, weighing heavy on everyone's hearts and minds right now. And uh, it did seem a little bit timely that he was able to come in and let us know his thoughts on the situation. We talked a little bit about maybe some ways of healing the situation that's going on right now. You know, if you have uh, somebody in your life who is on the other side of the uh, political spectrum, maybe it's a good idea to sit down and have a beer with them and talk it out. So enjoy this episode. It does get a little bit heavy just for a moment there, but for the rest of the time, you're going to hear some fun stories from Jared and some, uh, some good information on the nutrition side. So thank you for listening. If you get a chance, uh, check out our Twitter and Instagram. It's at Altbrow, easy to find. And uh, make sure you tweet Jared. And uh, let me find his uh, Twitter handle real quick. He sent it to me the other day. His name is at EvilQueenSF. That's Jared Mann, e- at EvilQueenSF, certified nutritionist. Thank you for listening. And enjoy this episode. Jared. Hi, Tim. So this is episode four of the uh, Altbrow podcast. We've uh, been friends for a good long time now. We have. And uh, just for you, I did a special intro song. Nobody else has gotten their own music intro. It's like professional wrestling in here. (laughs) Well, I had to suggest something that would, you know, combine both of our interests. So share and beer. It's hard to do. Yeah, exactly. So... So um, you're here on, basically because I had had some questions about the nutrition um, aspects of beer. You had to do a little bit of research before you came. I did. Um, well, first explain your, your background. A little bit of background. Um, I, when I first moved to San Francisco, I moved here for culinary. Uh, I got my culinary degree a long time ago. And then more recently, I had gotten my nutrition certification. So I'm a certified nutritionist here in the city. Um, so yeah, I did research on beer and cause I know fuck all about beer. <laughs> like in culinary school, there was no beer class, you know, and unless you're interested in it and go out and find it, you don't know anything about it. Um, I am one of the people who's not interested in beer. I just never found the taste for it. And it was probably the ones I was drinking. We'll figure that out later. We don't know. 
Um, but you also did want to come on the podcast because one, you're a fan of podcasts. I am a fan of podcasts. I do like podcasts. Two, I hope you're a fan of me and Tamara. I'm a fan of you and Tamara. I love you both. And then three, at our wedding, you did have a beer. I did that. I thought I did not know was beer until I drank it. And you said that because you had poured it. I thought it was champagne. The the problem is you told me, oh yeah, just like, uh, get another one of those bottles that you popped at your wedding. You think I remember? I don't know, but all I remember, it was in a champagne shaped bottle and it was really good that's all i remember and you were carrying it around with glasses giving everybody a taste of it and i wish i remembered what it was because yeah. it was delicious I'm, i don't remember which one i was popping a lot of weird bottles that yeah that, that day and i know it was when tam everyone wanted to take pictures with tamra no one gave a shit about me so i was just walking around <laughs> getting drunk so you know that's great that's the but best thing to do to I, did, I did bring in some beers that i that i think you'll be surprised by as far as flavor um they won't be your typical beers okay good good so yeah, so as far as the nutrition goes, um, well, the nutrition that I looked up, I think, was basically on like regular like water beer, so like <laughs> right. Budweiser or whatever. And literally, there's hardly any nutritional value because <laughs> I looked it up, and the two largest things that are in it that, and by large, I mean you get five percent of your daily value from a beer, a twelve right. ounce beer, which is nothing, is folate and choline. Which are two great things to have if you're pregnant. So <laughs> that's kind of funny. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not saying pregnant women should but drink a lot of beer. But you're not saying that. I'm not not saying it, but you really shouldn't because it's really not even that much. You'd have to drink a whole lot of beer just to get. Got it. So yeah. pregnant women drink more beers. <laughs> that's what you're trying to tell. That's basically what audience. I'm saying. Yeah, it worked. I mean, it worked for my mom. Why wouldn't it work for anyone else's? <laughs> Um, I always notice your eyes looked a little bit far apart. Exactly, exactly. That's that's my trait. <laughs> um, no, no, yeah. I, so I looked it up, and everything else is super negligible, like vitamins, minerals, right. um, like one to two percent of things for your daily value, which again right. is nothing. So, but these are all based on the numbers you found for like your big brand beers, right? Which was very easy to find because they put all their nutritional information out. Right. I tried looking up craft beers, and I had a bunch of different articles that say. Well, we have more alcohol in our beer and not as much like carbs or calories, but more alcohol. Like that was the most I could find on what was in their beer, not like nutritionally speaking. Right. Um, Which I I don't think I could I could suggest like an individual brand that's going to post their information on nutrition. Right. I yeah. I looked at a few and I couldn't find anything. What I've what I found a little bit was. That it has to do also with the amount of filtration. If you are, uh, there are natural byproducts of fermentation that yeah. are good for. That's why they say you know a glass of wine is actually you know per day. You know one for a woman, two for men is like the general rule. Right, and that's is the same for, for beer, heart health, and everything. Yeah. Like, um, so the big thing is if it's filtered or unfiltered. That goes back to the whole you know is it a macro big brand or is it maybe more of a craft brand that they're going to filter out less. Um, from what I had found was that uh, beer fermentation, um, a big thing is B vitamins. You can actually get your some of your B vitamins. Yeah, but again, negligible, negligible amounts. amounts. Right. Like you still should take your daily vitamin and not rely on getting it from beer. Unless they're going to have a fortified beer, which is like 
50% of your daily value, and right. then it's going to taste like ass, probably. It'll I, taste it like will. vitamins. Like Flintstone chalk. Exactly, vitamins. exactly. I'm not going to argue if they're negligible, but you can basically tell me, like, it was uh, what I had read was B vitamins, antioxidants, because one of the ingredients mm-hmm. um, is hops, which uh, is actually added. You know, you've seen IPA as yeah. a style yeah, yeah, yeah. everywhere. So that's actually um, the reason why that exists is because uh, they figured out if you add more hops, it it would actually survive the basically going from India or excuse me, from England to India in like the 1700s. They, if you, they needed, the beer was going bad and they figured out if you increase the alcohol content has antibacterial qualities. And if you increase the hops, which has antioxidant qualities. Mm -hmm. So that's why IPA is a style, but right. Well, one thing I looked up because I was trying to look up, uh, things that were in beer to see if I could get their, you know, what's in them, what makes them, them. I looked up hops and this stuff and it was again, once it goes through all of the fermentation and everything, it's not as much as you would think. But hops extract supplements are becoming a huge thing now. Really? I did not know that. In Men's Health, there was a big thing in Men's Health magazine. There was a big study done in 2005 by some Japanese company. Hops extract, if you take it, um, there's it's a weight loss aid. It's a sleep aid. And it also has uh, anti-inflammatory um, properties. It's interesting. Yeah. And I mean, again, people can Google that and look up more and see if it's... But you're not going to get those uh, from just drinking a lot of hoppy beer. Again, no. You'll be <laughs> the sleepy. I mean, you'll, oh, yeah. you'll pass out, but right. I don't think you're going to get the weight loss that you want or the anti-inflammatory <laughs> help. All right. So... What and about? also what I found out, which I... One of your previous podcasts uh-huh. already talked about was that the hops is part of the marijuana family. Yes. Which I thought was very interesting. I did not know that. It is in the same... Uh, <laughs> Which, I know, I, I just wanted to say that. I yeah, thought. that was episode three with Luigi, uh, the yes, 420 episode. that was a good one. Well, another one I was going to bring up is, as far as historically, yeah. uh, beer's role as, as sustenance um, in history. I mean, there was people who had said, you know, um, that during, like, the plague, if you drank beer, you had a better chance of survival. Mm-hmm. But it's because they, that, that actually requires boiling. So yeah. they, it was because killed everything. they killed everything. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't so much for the nutrition. But um, with the pyramids in Egypt, did you know that uh, each of the workers on, that built the pyramids, part of what they got paid was a gallon of beer a day? No, I and that's, that was a big part of their calorie intake and enough. Uh, basically, it's like liquid bread. You're, you're taking right. grain and, right. you know, and processing it just in a different way. Mm-hmm. But that's actually part of like the sustenance by both vitamin intake because this is unfiltered beer, completely unfiltered, like super fresh. Nothing's Mm -hmm. there's definitely going to be some uh, more qualities in this style of beer probably than stuff that's been um, filled, you know, very thoroughly filtered. Uh, And also again, it's the caloric intake and it was a lower ABV. So it's probably going to actually be, um, you know, be able to help you with your uh, dehydration uh, because it's not such a low, uh, you know, when you get to those higher ABVs, it's, it's just, it doesn't help as much. It just dehydrates you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When I was in my nutrition courses, um, they didn't really spend a lot of time on the actual like beer or again, nutrition of beer or wine or anything. Most of what a nutritionist usually tries to do is get you off alcohol <laughs> if you're trying to lose weight or of course you know change your diet or if you have like diabetes or whatever so again i had to like look things these things up but one of the things when you're in nutrition courses is they tell you how to like break down 
Like if you look at this thing has this many calories, well, what are those calories made up of? Like, is it the carbs? Is it protein? Is it alcohol? Is it, what is it? In this one can of water beer, we'll call it, it was 153 calories for 12 ounces, which isn't terrible. Right. 50 of those calories came from carbs alone. And then you're like, where are the rest of those? Six was from protein. Right. Which is in beer, mm-hmm. which I found out is from the malt and some from the yeast. Right. Which I didn't know. Yeah. Beer had protein. Again, learned something today. And then alcohol makes up the rest. Now, there's a big myth by people around that think alcohol doesn't have calories. That it's like the carbs that's the stuff with the alcohol. Yeah, like I'm just going to drink vodka because it's... Right. <laughs> and like there, I think there used to be some sort of commercial or something with uh, Bacardi where they would be like, oh, Bacardi and Diet Coke, zero, zero. Like zero it calories. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't. Uh, like an ounce, an ounce and a half of vodka or rum it's is like 100 grain, calories. Grain alcohol. It's 100 calories. And I mean, that's like... So a shot, like less than a shot. I mean, was, a shot's like two ounces. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. It's 100 calories. Yeah. And you're like, well, okay. And I just had how many margaritas with <laughs> double pours of tequila? Yeah. And all the sugar and everything. But whatever. So yeah, I just thought that was interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I think, you know, I definitely heard that myth a lot. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing is like a lot of the people that I've had on the show or the people I will have on the show, myself, my friends, the people that work in the industry that might be listening. The reality is we're going to consume alcohol on a more than regular basis. Uh, So is there a way to to kind of maintain some semblance of health while just I mean, this industry is rough. I can tell you right now, like I drink uh, on average, I, I probably drink two to three beers a day on average. No, that's fine. Uh, that's what... But like, they're stronger beers, just so you know. They're not like the normal water beers. True, 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 true. But again, for an average man, which you're larger than an average man... And oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, and for an average woman, it's one, for, one drink for a woman for a woman a day and two drinks for a man a day. And if you... So I can have six. No. Oh. I would say what you're at right now is probably pretty good for you, um, and you're probably more used to it. Yes, very. And you're walking around selling stuff. You're not just sitting in a bar drinking all day. Right. Um, I think the biggest mistake people make is like they're like, oh, I'll just have a few drinks, and then they're like, they... I'm going to eat these fried wings. Thank you. <laughs> it's the food decisions you make when you're drinking that is usually the problem. Right. Like, I go to the bar. Don't we have a pizza on the way? <laughs> yeah, shut up. You're not supposed to say that. We were going to pause during that part. Um, exactly. But you, you're drinking. You're like, oh, God, I'm hungry. Oh, there's pizza right there. Like me the other night. Oh, my God, there's cake. Give me more cake. Well, oh, where at cake. specifically? Uh, oh, I was at the Prince sing-along at the Roxy. Sending me pictures. Sending you pictures of the Prince cake, which was amazing. And it, the best part about that cake was it had raspberry filling and cream filling. And I was like, they themed their cake. Yes, they're on top of their shit. They were on top sure. of their shit. And then they had shots out in the alley, free shots of either tequila, rum, or vodka. <laughs> I went out there. Um, <laughs> then they had, no. yeah, they had the Lagunitas IPA and some sort of cider. Yeah. 
So it was actually a really good time. Sounds like a good time. Oh my god, sure. I was super drunk and drink, uh, <laughs> drinking Prince songs, singing Prince songs. Have I been drinking yet? No. Yeah, we haven't got to the. I beers can't even yet. speak. I mean, correctly. we can get to that first beer if you're interested. Yeah, it should be cold by now. I mean, if you want so, to. So, like I said, I brought. I tried to get some beers that. Uh, I mean, it wasn't hard to find beers that you haven't had because I know you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, most of my guests, I have to like try. I'm like, oh wait, that's yeah. true. <laughs> well, we'll drink this and then I'll tell you. Uh, Kind of like my origin story of why I don't drink beer. Okay, yeah, let's get into that. Let me let good. me get the beer going. Just okay. A second. Yeah, and I also am putting a disclaimer that if any of you out there find my nutritional facts incorrect, sorry about it. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> it's what I found on the internet right before I came here. Well, you'll be back for another episode, I'm sure. We're That's true. About that later. We and can, if I have we to, can have part two. Yeah, if I fix if I have to fix anything, I'll say it then. Uh, but don't send me emails or, or tweets or anything. But if they did want to tweet you, where would they find you? Um, tw- oh, I don't know Twitter. Oh, you don't know your Twitter handle? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but you can go to my website. It's Jared, J-A-R-E-D, NutritionMan, M-A-N-N, dot com. Jared, NutritionMan, dot com. Um, and you can uh, leave me a message in the comments, and it will link directly to my either Facebook or... My uh, email. Other social media. Email. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Oh, fantastic. What is this one called? So. Put your is, headphones on this, so you can I, hear I yourself. Know, I'm getting there. <laughs> there this is a, 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 a beer brand that, if translated into English, would never work. Because there's a, bur- there's a part of Germany uh, in Bamberg. Okay. Where they do this style of beer called Rauch beer. It's smoked beer. <gasps> that sounds cool. Yeah, so you actually take the grain that you'd normally kiln in just like an oven, and you you keep the it turning, and so you're roasting the grain. That When you see like a really dark beer, it's because they've roasted that grain to the point where it gets that color, uh, like caramelization, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it starts to add color. Well, instead of just doing it over in like an in, in, enclosed uh, kiln, this is actually done over wood, so the smoke infuses into the oh. grain and then the beer tastes like the smoke that's cool so it's like drinking a campfire it, exactly nice so but the thing that was funny about this one is uh, the brand is called Eicht Schlenkele and Schlenke in German is slang for a limp because the guy who started it has a limp <laughs> not and the so other like kind of ma- limp okay. no, no, no I mean like he walks with a cane okay and now imagine if somebody in America started like oh this is Cripple Brewing Company this it wouldn't oh, it wouldn't really work dark yeah yeah so somehow in you know Germans they get away with it they get it. Mm-hmm. so this is the Helles Lager so um, your your big American brand beers are lagers. There's ales and lagers. IPA okay. and pale ale and stouts and porters, those are all ales. It just means a different yeast. Yeah. Uh, lager is um, a yeast that likes it colder, doesn't put off as many um, fermentation byproducts, esters okay. and phenols. Yeah, and yeah. So this is a smoked Helles lager from Eichschlenkele in Bamberg. Fantastic. Okay, so while you're pouring that, I can tell you my story. So both of my parents, when I was before I was born, they drank beer all the time, just beer. And it was always like cheap, shitty beer. Like I remember when I was very little, but I could still walk and stuff. Cheers. Sorry. Smelling this one's the only beer. pretty light on the smoke compared to the other ones. Hmm. 
Yeah. Not yeah. so sure how you feel about that one. Not so sure how, because, okay, so yeah, let me tell you a story. So I was little <laughs> and my parents would always be like, go get me a beer, go get me a beer. And I was so little, I would have to pull at the bottom of the refrigerator to open it. That's how little right. I was. But so my parents drank all the time and it, they both had their problems, but that's fine. Don't we all? Yeah. So my mother <laughs> would keep a beer can inside of a, like a McDonald's cup put the top on and then put a straw through it. So it was go into the beer can and we would always be drinking. I'd always be drinking soda out of a regular one. So one day I run over, grab the cup, think that it's mine, take a huge like gulp of it and realize it is fucking Pabst blue ribbon beer. And it is the most disgusting thing, but I swallow it not wanting to make a mess or anything. Right. And it just stays with me the rest of the day. I'm belching it. It, it, scars me for life basically <laughs> so that's one of the reasons i don't like it and it always when i smell beer like any kind of beer i can smell that kind of i don't know what the smell is the smell of like bitty bitter shitty beer right. i like bitty. bitty bitter bitter <laughs> shitty is bitty 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 shitty beer yes i do like that. so so and then this is this one vaguely reminding you of that it's a little bit it's the uh, little again, bit of the bitterness a, it's a similar Similar in style, only in the sense that it is a lager. It is light. It doesn't have all the roasted character. It doesn't. <clears throat> right. I mean, it's it's very different than a Pabst, but it's in the n- distant family. Right. It's not as bad. Yeah. We'll say that. So if one to ten, a Pabst is a one. This is probably a five. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to get into some other funkier ones. I mean, but it's fine. I can drink it, but. Right. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Quick we're, break. And we're going to eat some pizza. Fantastic. Don't tell your uh, clients. Yeah, I won't tell anybody. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll be right back. No one's listening to this, right? I know, yeah. It, okay. It, not really, so... <laughs> Yay. Yay. That was good pizza. That was good pizza. All right. Back to nutrition. Back to... <laughs> well, we had salad with it. It's yeah, good. that's good. Yes. And there's lots of good things in pizza that you need, but just in moderate amounts. <laughs> but who likes moderation? I know. Everything in moderation, including moderation. Speaking of moderation, I mean, are you... Are you, talk, you know more specifically about the, the positive properties uh, in food, but... As far as overdoing it. Well, obviously there's cirrhosis of the liver, too much alcohol, period, any kind. Um, the weight gain, if you are drinking copious amounts of beer, it is going to put on weight. It's, it's very similar to drinking too much soda. It's liquid calories, so they go down much easier, and you don't really think about it. Like, you know, people are like, oh, I just finished a, uh, like a 12-pack today. I'm like, you know, each one of those is like... If it's regular, like 150 to 200 calories, right? And you just finish that, and plus all the food you ate today, you know, I mean, it adds up very quickly, and people don't think about it because it does go down so quickly, just like soda, right? Yeah. So, as well as being, uh, you know, in the culinary world and having your background in nutrition, 
you're a member of San Francisco's LGBT community. And Correct. We had some. Uh, we're if you d- didn't already know, yes, I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> if you Ash, couldn't Ash, tell from Ash the voice. Gay voice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so. We are. Uh, this, I don't think we're going to get to cover it as much on this episode. But like I said, you have said you want to be a, a, a repeat. Oh yes. uh, uh, You know, interview on our on the podcast. So we're going to do. The plan is we're going to go to the Castro with yeah. my mobile recording device, and we're going to have Jared do a little interview session. Yeah. Well, like little interviews with people, like because I. Do you want to have like a little? Yeah, a little like a spoiler of it. Yeah. Um. Because I feel like. Well, at least in the groups I'm in, like, there's a kind of a stigma of people who drink beer and people who drink cocktails and how beer is not really a thing you drink at a bar. It's not you drink, cool. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. And then, like, I've, I've even asked some of my friends, I was like, do you think that would be a good idea? They're like, well, yeah, totally, because I never drink beer there for any reason. But, like, the sports guys are all like, beer busts, let's do it. And I'm right. like... I was just going to go get a margarita. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> you know, so. So we're going to see if we, maybe we can cross some of these uh, yeah. barriers and yeah. start to have that, have that conversation. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, do you feel, I mean, you're not a member of uh, or, or, or very involved in the craft beer community at all, but. You not know, at all. Yeah. Yeah. But do you feel you, you've alluded to that there's a set, kind of a separation stylistically. But it's like, you know, the parties that drink more on cocktails and liquor and some people drink beer, but just from your perspective, uh, do you feel like uh, people in the LGBT community are underrepresented in in beer? I mean, you see the big brands; they're like, "Oh, we're going to sponsor Pride." Well, it's they're, they'll really put their m- money in anything that they think you know, just for exposure. But um, do you feel like maybe there's not uh, an, a, like an honest uh, approach? From the beer world to to your community, right? Well, just strictly speaking, as me and my um, experiences, whenever you see beer, usually at a gay bar, it's like for a beer bust, for like a sports team, for like a gay sports team, and they're trying to make money, so they sell the little red cups, and it's cheap beer, and it's whatever. Or you have, again, in my personal opinion, the guys who are trying to be super masculine and not like give off any kind of airs that they're possibly gay in a gay bar. They're like, give me a beer, you know? (laughs) And then they just sit there and like brood over their beer. But that's only my personal experience. I'm sure there are lots of guys out there at gay bars who really enjoy beer, but I guess they just don't go on about it. I don't know. These are some of the questions we can ask when we do our... True. Very true. And I mean, it also depends on the bar you're going to. Right. I know back in the day, like the Lone Star... That was more, I think, beer centric. And there's bars, less. a lot more kind of biker ish bars. I mean, you right? Gotta, well, like the leather bars and stuff. I'm, I think it's probably a little more common that they're just going to have beers and it's going to be whatever. But again, that plays into the whole we're masculine stereotypes, you know, in my opinion. Right. But when I go to like the Midnight Sun, I hardly ever see people drink beer because it's usually two for one cocktails and they're really strong and <laughs> everybody likes those. Um, but again, I don't know if that's because they really like them because they're cheap because they're stronger or because they just don't like beer. What's the motivation? Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. And I mean, that'd be something that we'd ask them. Why right. did you get this instead of beer? Right. You know, well, I can tell you that there uh, was one beer that came out back in 2014 
uh, around the Sochi Olympics in Russia. Mm-hmm. This was around the time that there was um, a lot of anti-gay laws being passed in Russia. And there's a European brewery. They have, like, spots all over Europe. I think believe they're based out of the U.K. It's called Brewdog. And they put out a beer called Hello, My Name is Vladimir. <laughs> and it had Vladimir Putin done mm-hmm. in on the label in, like, um, kind of the all-over print. What was the artist that did the Campbell Soup can? The, uh, Andy Warhol. Yeah, it was Andy Warhol-style mm-hmm. repeat print of yeah. Vladimir Putin's face wearing lipstick. Yes. And it said... Hello, my name is Vladimir. On the bottom, like asterisk uh, in pink letters, not for gays. <laughs> and and uh, they fifty uh, percent of all proceeds went to um, uh, gay rights groups in Russia. Yeah. So like it, there are some there is some stuff going on as, as far as in the industry, but f- I've also seen just a lot of kind of disingenuous kind of stuff out there just. It's just a marketing tool for right. people. It's like, I know. mean, you sell it at Pride because you want to have a booth and you want because to sell it. Because you know there's going to be a lot of people there. That's all it comes down right. to. It's, like, it's going to be a lot of people who are thirsty, yeah. who want cheap ways to get drunk and right. do whatever. Yeah, because these same brands would just as quickly uh, go sponsor some rodeo where they're gay bashing people. It right. doesn't. It's disingenuous, right. I find. So I just wanted to kind of give a shout out to BrewDog for that one because that's that's taking it to another level. I just I want to find that bottle now just for my yeah that'd be great. Have. It's a great label. You know, it's uh, one thing I wanted to say is that we you know we've been planning on having you on the show for a couple of weeks. We've been talking about yeah, it. and um, it's uh, un- an unfortunate coincidence that I'm having you on today when. Um, this is a day after the the worst mass shooting in United States history in Orlando at a gay club. And it's, of course, things are popping up now. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just, you know, want to, want to make sure people know that, you know, this is, this wasn't based on that event that we're having you in that you're here to no. talk about. You no, no, no. I, mean? I was here before that. I yeah. was in the works but, before that. But yes. we, I would feel uh, dishonest or uh, I, I feel like it should be brought up because it's weighing heavy on everyone's minds, I think, in right. hearts right now. So Everyone. I just wanted to get that out in the air real yeah. quick. One thing I wanted to kind of, in the vein of that, is um, beer and communal, just having a beer with somebody or having a meal with somebody or whatever your culture is, you know, smoking hookah with them or whatever the communal thing is. Um, I think it's powerful and Mm -hmm. I, and, and, you know, it's unfortunate that after this Orlando situation that everybody is jumping to make it political, uh, rather than give everybody, you know, I mean, not even 48 hours to mourn. I mean, it it was immediate. It was both sides of the, of the table were, you know, whether they were talking about, um, about, Islamic radicals or they were talking about gun rights. It was just immediately became a point on this upcoming right. election. So, and it became less about, I mean, it, it brings back into focus that gay people, no matter how far we've come, we're still a super minority. We're still people that can be hurt as a group. Um, I mean, some of the things that you've seen after this happens on the opposite side. I mean, you see all the people like sending prayers, donating right. blood, you know, coming together. The Castro was completely filled last night. It yeah. was the vigils that were amazing. But you see all these people on Twitter. Well, thank God it was all just a bunch of gays, no big loss. You or know? the lieutenant senator in Texas who's uh, put a Bible passage saying you reap what you sow. Exactly. I mean, again, you realize that 
in the Bay Area, you live in kind of a bubble. We all do, yeah. And you don't really think about it until things like this happen. And, I mean, as bad as this was, and, I mean, it's terrible and it should never have happened, it does kind of have one positive effect of bringing the community together again as a whole and, you know, making us look at... Um, I think it shines the a world, light. Yeah. And it's on the bad and the good. Yes. It and brings it, it together, the community, and it shows you who the assholes are. Yeah, and it shows you who supports you and who doesn't and how people really feel. Um, so, yeah. And I mean, like you were saying, people can come together over anything. And if it's in support of this, if it's over a beer at a bar. Right. If it's over dinner, I mean... It could be anything. I guess what I was getting at was saying that like, when we're talking about when people start to categorize themselves in these ways, like it is interesting that uh, you have all these uh, tweets and things that went out from um, people who um, 48 hours ago were, uh, you know, for passing anti LGBT uh, legislation. But yeah. now, that, now, now we're sending our prayers. Right. Well, it's interesting that that's how it is. What I, I guess what I was getting at is like when you start to have these different groups, uh, it, I feel like it would be, I, I mean, it's impossible. It's all just a, 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 a nice idea. But if, if everyone could just get together over <clears throat> some communal beverage or food or something, and I, think, I do think that beer has that effect. Yeah. I don't know if, uh, I mean, I, I think I would have a really hard time, even with somebody I really disagree with, if we were just... If we had just would commit to just sitting down, having some beers and talking, I think there would be more done than, especially when we talked on the way here mm. about social media. And like, you know, you, you sit at your desk and you have this. You have false courage. You yeah. can say whatever you want yeah. and it doesn't have any effect on you. But if you were face to face with the person you were saying about, it would be a completely different story. Yeah. You I, know, I think that there's. I just think there's something to the idea of breaking bread with people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, Hey, beer is liquid bread. Like we said earlier. So (laughs) exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, if I'm, what I'm saying is if you have somebody out there that you, uh, disagree with on something, try having a beer with them sitting out and talking and actually big one is open your ears, actually listen to what they're saying and maybe try to see their point. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's a, uh, there's a, author a beer author named randy mosier who had said that beer is social lubricant he said that (laughs) that society societies where um during the industrial revolution where people were having to um live closer and closer to each other and when they used to be able to live on land and not see their neighbors Mm -hmm. you you know when you have to be in close proximity to people it helps if you've got a couple beers in you and then interestingly enough some of the um, areas of the world where beer is not as free flowing there's a little bit more conflict like it's interesting yeah it's true uh, any any liquid libation is really <laughs> yeah fine we for can that. do margaritas i'll we have, do margaritas. We go margaritas yes, with you all time. yeah i'm not strictly on beer. <laughs> unless we I find prefer- a beer that is the most amazing thing well I've we're ever working had. on it we're working so on it so speaking of which we'll, we'll get into the next one we'll get to the next one um okay. and and as i said you know we're talking about breaking bread and uh communal kind of food and beverage kind of almost ceremonial um i was told that you had a story about my wedding my wedding was about (laughs) a year ago my my wedding was about a year ago 
And he would not tell me then. It's not even that good of a story. Well, but you it's built just it up the most, because you waited a year to tell me. I just me. didn't want to tell you at your wedding because it was going to be very awkward okay, for you. Okay, so you can say, if you need to say a name, I can bleep it. If you don't need to say a name, we don't need to, We know who we're talking we, about, right? Yeah. Okay, you know and you know. I, we, we, me, yeah, Tamara's here too. Okay. We both know. So I'm going to get the next beer while you're telling you your story. That. Okay, so my boyfriend and I were sitting at our table and we were talking to someone that was across from us. And this person and their then girlfriend, I think, were sitting just slightly right next to us. And they were just sitting there talking to someone. I didn't really even pay attention to what they were saying. But all of a sudden, someone else comes up and goes, oh, come, I need to get pictures of both of you together right over here. Come over here. We want to take pictures. And they're like, no, no, no. The guy's like, no, I don't really want to right now. And she's like, no, 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 right now. Come on, come on. So he begrudgingly gets up and walks over there and... I just happened to glance over there and notice he has the biggest hard on going <laughs> down his leg in these tight slacks that I've ever seen. And I'm just like, oh, my God, they're taking pictures of that. They're taking pictures of that right now. Oh, my God, they're taking pictures of that. Where do I find that picture of that? I mean, yeah. And I'm like, that's amazing. That's happening right now. And I can tell you the rest of your wedding, I kept looking to see if that guy had, you know, gotten excited again. Because I was like, it was... Very, very prominent. I was like, well, hello. Well, here's the funny thing. Yes. Is that couple recently got married. Yeah, <laughs> you said and that. And they're a very strict, um, conservative couple. That's and so she is going to, her exposure to that would be the first time after. So she's she's got a shock. Lucky girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. But that was it. That was the whole story. story. And I was just like. I thought I was worried one of two things. Either he said something. Because, again, he's a conservative guy. I was thinking either he said something really inappropriate to Jared. Or, or he was con- gay. Or he was gay. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, no. So. no, no. I was you yeah, were hoping. We, yeah. Yeah. So, but that's all it was, and I was like, I went through your wedding pictures to see if I could find a picture of that picture, and I didn't. I'm sure you did. I did. I totally did. I did. So, all right. I don't know who. So the next beer, Tamara's been waiting for this one. You want to rinse your glass? Uh, This is by (laughs) Evil Twin Brewing. Oh, I love it. Uh, And it's called the Imperial Biscotti Break. It's actually inspired by bread. (laughs) <laughs> well, bread and a biscotti. Oh, yeah. So it's uh, imperial stout brewed with coffee and almond and vanilla. Wow. Yeah, I figured this one might. That's interesting. <laughs> it tastes like dessert, I mean. That's the idea. So I'm going to pour this one. <laughs> so what do you... Okay, so I know nothing about craft beers or uh, what's not like a shitty kind of beer, but uh, what's Chimay? Is that a good beer or a shitty yes. beer? Is so it... Chimay is... Let me finish pouring this. Okay. Because uh, I have a funny story about Chimay, okay, too. <laughs> so Chimay is a, a Trappist beer. So in Belgium, they have um, Christian monasteries. that In their tradition, they do certain kinds of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people do wine. Some people make cheese. Some people make bread. And they sell it on a limited scale to the public to help pay for... Um, maintaining the property. Mm-hmm. I see your face when you smelled the beer. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Is that a good thing? No, it's fine. Okay. I can still smell that, that, that smells like smell. beer still. Yeah. It still <laughs> smells like beer. It's so, so Chimay is a, one of the breweries, like I think it's seven certified Trappist breweries. It's Christian monks that make uh, beer. All right. So you just took your first taste. It has like a chocolatey taste. That's yeah. Yeah. That's the stout in it, but it still has that weird bitterness to it. 
still tastes like beer. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but may, but like I said, this one is in a totally different ballpark than the. No, it totally is. It's much beer. richer. It's got that chocolatey taste. It's got a better mouthfeel. No, it's much nicer. <laughs> so okay, so we're moving in the right direction. We're moving in the right direction. That's good to know. So wait, finish your story. Sorry. I mean, that's really it. Is oh. Chimay is one of um, a few uh, certified Trappist breweries in, in the world. So what's your story on Chimay? Okay, so Chimay. So there was this really cute Indian guy that I was supposed to go on a date with. We go on a date, and he's really into beer. And I was like, Should've Oh yeah. Me. No, I go. Oh yeah, <laughs> me too. Totally. And he's like. Um, do you want me to get some beers and I can come over? And I'm like, yes, totally come over. <laughs> and so he gets, he brings Chimay in. Right. And I'm drinking it. And I'm like, oh, this is so good. Just so he'll, you know, get naked. Yeah. Done. And then it was very unimpressive and I didn't want it anymore. So it ruined Chimay. So you were, so you were, <laughs> so you were hoping he had that yes. Tim, Tim and Tamara wedding dick yes. and he didn't. No, he didn't. Okay. Sad face. He did not. <laughs> So that just ruined. So now Shimei is. Uh, so now Shimei is ruined. Boner killer for it's you. Totes. Yeah, that's yes. a bummer. I know. Well, I mean, I guess that's in the spirit of these Christian monks. They don't want you. But then again, I really, in my head, I was like, oh, this isn't as terrible, the Shimei, right? As like some beard I've had. But so. then it was ruined. But then it was ruined on yeah. a different level. Right. Yeah. Uh, some praying monk in Belgium knew what you were doing and <laughs> cursed you from afar. He totally did. He cursed that poor guy. That's all it was. <laughs> <laughs> There was one thing uh, that I was just offhandly thinking of. Um, in culinary school, we have wine tasting classes. Right. And I don't know why they didn't have, like, beer tasting classes. Because apparently there are a lot of different kinds. Yes. That pair well with different they, things. A lot of ones that pair better than, than wine. There's gaps in wine that are not in beer. Right. As, right. So, but, like, in... Like, thinking, I was like, because there are people who do, like, beer-tasting menus with yeah. food. Yeah. Um, I just wondered why that wasn't in It's starting in to happen more. Do you think? Well, it's starting to happen more now on a professional level, and there's certifications. Like, the certified Cicerone mm -hmm. exam is kind of uh, parallel to certified sommelier. Okay. And so you have people who are certified. Did you do that? Yeah. Oh, nice. And then, uh, so you have people who are certified to do, like, food pairings. Yeah. Um. And then as far as with the school and just in general, why wine is treated kind of as a superior beverage, and this persists. In fact, I'm going to be doing a blog post hopefully next week uh, talking about how um, a lot of big name chefs are all about the fancy wine and then they kind of talk shit on craft beer. They just say like David Chang put out a thing saying like, he only likes to drink like Budweiser and Budweiser is now sponsoring some stuff with him. And That's then, why. yeah. And then, uh, I watched a video of Gordon Ramsay doing a beer tasting. He was like spitting beer out, like good beer. He was like, uh, like gagging and being ridiculous. And he, there was a sign that said like something about great beer, great wine or be great beer is the next great wine or something like that. And he's like, well, that's bullshit. I'm like this. It's just this attitude well, that he's persists. A, he's a douche canoe. I wouldn't but worry But there's about a lot it. of, there's a lot of it in the, in the I'm culinary sure. world. And uh, the big part of it, though, is that uh, the ancient Greeks and Romans, they, that is where we get our idea of our philosophies, our ideas of, our, of democracy and of our, you know, our political systems. Like, we base so much of, of our culture on the kind of the early lessons of the Greeks and Romans. And they were a bunch of asshats. <laughs> well, they were also all wine drinkers. And in, yes. and in their writing, anything 
uh, basically their their uh, enemies were the Germanic tribes to the north. And Who drank the, beer. Yes. And so the Roman, if you look at where the Roman, uh, the northern border of the Roman Empire is roughly almost, I mean, it's really miraculous if you look at it. It's about where grapes stop growing and grain starts growing. Mm. So in all their writings, they would describe the these barbarians to the north drinking their, you know, disgusting beverage that's not refined and all this bullshit. And so we adopted that, mm-hmm. especially in the culinary world, and yeah. adopted and brought it over. And so that's why in a lot of the schools, especially the French trained schools, exactly. that they're they are, all French. The French ones are all about yeah. wine. Now, if it was, if for some reason, historic, my school, if either. historically it was a Belgian uh, school, yeah. that would be beer. They yeah. still have their wines, especially because you know, they're the French connection there but they they make some uh they've been doing beer for a long time so it's just that we happen to go with greek roman you know mediterranean french like basis Mm -hmm. for things and the you know the nordic countries and you know the northern areas of europe yeah kind of got you know they don't they don't play into our history much right so that's a big part of it all right we got to do one more beer we're going to do one more uh, quick music break do you have another song you want to hear What's the other one? So it's by Cher, but do you remember the name? Boys and Girls. All right. That's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, every Cher song is a good song, but whatever I'm talking. Is this it? All right. We'll be right back. again one more time yay we just finished up that uh evil twin because that one is not something you can like chug real quick no no, no that was the sipping beer <laughs> yeah for sure and but it we, was delicious we had a uh, pizza on the first break some beer on the second and then when we finish we have desserts here yes exciting. See, this is what i do when i bring nutritionists in <laughs> on my you phone. feed them yes all these things they're not supposed to be eating all right, so so far, are you are you feeling a little more confident with your with beer selections? As uh, I mean, you've only gotten to try two. I got one more here. Right. But you see, the, you know, you got to see a little bit of a range. We yeah. went from like lightly smoky lager, kind of grainy, uh, to a pretty heavy. I mean, uh, just so you know, the chocolatey. Yeah. So the ABV on this one is pretty up there. I'm trying to find it. Yeah. I want to say it's like 13. No, it's 11.5 percent. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. So this last one <laughs> is from Almanac Brewing. It's a San Francisco brand. It's Tangerine de Bretville. So it's a tangerine <laughs> with Britannomyces, which is a different bacteria. Okay. And uh, I believe it's a little bit sour, but it might oh, just nice. be more on the tangerine side. I do like a sour. I do like so sour. Let's see here. It's an interesting color. Yeah, it's unfiltered, so it's a little cloudier. It looks, yeah, it looks kind of like watered-down orange juice. It's definitely an interesting smell. Yes, that's the Britannomyces. It's going to be a little funkier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually not bad. <laughs> no, that's probably, out of the three, they're probably my favorite. There you go. See, you can do a, like, it's like a mimosa. It is kind of. It is very, <laughs> that similar feel to it. Yeah, yeah. 
So uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about your, your drink, drinking history. Your drink, yeah, your drinking history. Well, like I said, I come from drinkers. So <laughs> my whole family, everyone, uncles, aunts, brothers, sisters, grandparents, they're drinkers. They're Midwestern people. They lived on farms. You know, that's what they did. They had children and they drank. Um, that's how I, I want to live my life. <laughs> uh, my mother was the youngest of 12, so, and they lived on a farm and she just drank. Um, and I started drinking fairly early because my mother would occasionally, for some reason, buy like wine coolers and I would take a sip of it and it was delicious. It was like sweet and candy and it was like the peach ones were good. And I'd have... Fuzzy navels. I, yeah, I don't know what the fuck they were. There was Sex on the Beach. I remember yeah. that one. Um, but I, I remember having these in my drawers when I was like 10. Like, I would take them out of the fridge and keep them in my drawer and just drink them whenever. So that was the start of it. And then, like, through, you know, obviously growing up, I would never drink beer because of that one experience I said earlier. Right. Um, but anything that was, like, kind of sweeter or we talked about earlier on the way here, like, Zima. Like, I was all <laughs> about Zima ice. and Smirnoff Ice, Smirnoff Ice Black. That was the best. Like, the hard lemonades. And then I got into Cosmos. I was super into Cosmos, like the pink, super gay, <laughs> super gay, <laughs> in a martini glass, twist of lemon, you know. I'm and then from, sure it's delicious. I'm not judging. Oh my god, they're they're so good. I used to drink them all the time, and then I went from there to like vodka martinis. Okay. I drank those. Classy. For, yeah, 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 with the olives. Forever, And then I was transferred to Vodka Collins, which is a Tom Collins, but instead of gin, it's vodka. Okay. I think it's gin and a Tom Collins. But it's very sour. It's like sweet and sour vodka and I think soda water. Right. I may be wrong. Don't tweet me. Um, tweet them twice. Don't do it. Um, and then from there, obviously, the next step would be from sour vodka stuff to margaritas. And that is where we are today. Right. I drink margaritas everywhere I go, no matter what it is. Even at a Chevy's. <laughs> yeah. Especially, I, well, at, a especially Chevy's. at a Chevy's. They're enormous. They're the size of your head. Um, but they're so good. And, you know, if it's cheap tequila or if it's really, really good tequila, which you're not supposed to have in margaritas, but I still would. Um, yeah, I love it. I love frozen over on rocks. I love with salt, not without... Uh, yeah, and that's where we are today. And now, you know, now maybe some beers. Yeah, you're expanding my. Well, and you're gonna be if you're gonna be on the show repeatedly, it's gonna be different beers every time you come in. Well, except so for the a, one that I'm gonna be on with the Zima. Oh the yeah, Smirnoff we, we plan on having you come in with our buddy Nick, where we're only gonna be drinking. <laughs> oh my god, if you can get Zimas for that, that would be fucking amazing. I don't even think they sell them anymore. As I said, I have to dig up someone's time capsule. And yeah, find they probably some, have them on some, eBay. I bet you there's uh, some. A uh, frat that has like they bought like thousands of cases when they went out, and they probably still have them somewhere. Yeah, just no. They about smear off ice so they can keep icing people. Oh, God. You know about that? I mean, icy bro. Gross. Um, <laughs> so you know, you're talking about margaritas. Uh, hmm. Tamara and I have gotten to a point where we can um, control our uh, intake of beer. Wine gets you know sometimes you get a little. Can get pretty weird on wine. Yeah, our weirdest drinking night was at our buddy's wedding in Mexico, and it just got. I bet that would be I amazing. I mean, it. But we had. I don't know. I how many margaritas do you think I had? I, 
It was it was easily a dozen margaritas, yeah. and it was at, at, at you know some resort in Mexico, and then we because it was open bar for the guests of the wedding party. It was literally just open bar the whole time you were at the resort. <sighs> That's amazing. It got rough. Yeah, it and would. we jumped in the pool fully clothed. We like that was probably the most wild. Um, as far as on a single beverage that like ruined my night. Although there was the Vegas trip where I had, I was, they were doing, um, little, probably 10 ounce, uh, cups, plastic cups of, uh, you could get cranberry vodka or orange juice vodka. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to see how many I can have. This is for punk rock bowling tournament, (laughs) uh, in Las Vegas. And I stopped counting or I stopped being able Remember. to count at 14. <laughs> Holy shit. And there's a picture of me on the patio on my ass. Just, I just, I f- slipped and fell for, I don't know. Uh, later that night, I think I, we were at the bowling alley and I was chucking the ball three lanes over, just like throwing it as far as I, the ball, as far as I could, yeah. ver- like the wrong direction. Yeah. And every time a girl would walk by, my single buddy was with baby. Ba- he's babysitting me essentially. Yeah, I would yell out, "Hey, girl, my homie's single." Oh, it nice. was one of those nights. Classy, yeah, yeah. real classy night for me. Yeah. I yeah, because I remember on your one. Oh, <laughs> I, know, I was gonna say the night drinking when we worked at Sterling Top. My remember when we went to Rosa Monday. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was a, yeah. Yes, I do remember that. I thought that's where you were going with the story. No, but. I wasn't going to go there. I was going to say, I'm like, I think your first podcast, uh, you had the guy who was like, I can't drink tequila because I fight. Yeah. And I'm like, what is your one you can't drink? Like, I can drink tequila all day and be I completely fine. I mean, fine. tequila, I think, is the one that makes me... Unless it's in a market. No, well, actually, it'll be Red, Red Bull Vodkas. Ooh. That makes me want to... That The only time... That I've actually been like, I need to go because I'm going to fight somebody for no reason. Like I was, I was in my own head enough to know, like, I don't have any reason to hate the person across the bar from me right now, but I want to murder him. Oh my God. And it was Red Bull Vodkas. I cannot do that. I'll never, it was the one and only time I had him and I had like, I had like three or four, but I had had a bunch of beers before. Yeah. And it just was a bad mix. Yeah. No. Oh. Can't do it. What do you say? So do you have one? You said you can do tequila all the time. I can do tequila all the time, and people are like, I just can't. I just can't. I'm like, I could do shots with my sister. My I'd sister is like kind of, you know, she's like mother of two, kind of square or whatever, but mm-hmm. she she can put down tequila, no problem. Yeah. It, it blows my mind because I can't mess with it. Yeah. Some people, it's just that flavor and smell. Yeah. You're shaking your head now. Um, I like I mezcal. Yeah, I can't do gin. I just don't. It tastes like pine salt to me. Yeah, and I can't deal with that. I mean, I could drink it, but it, I don't want to fight. I don't yeah. think there's anything that makes me want to fight. Right. I'm just like I get really handsy, and I <laughs> <laughs> I get really handsy and loud, very loud, and I run my mouth. We talked about this earlier too. Yeah, Tamara and Jared have the problem of running their mouth when they right. too much. I would just say I do say whatever is on my mind. I have no filter at all. Or like the guy you t- spoke. Uh, with online on like a dating thing and you forgot oh, yeah. his name and you called know, him the void. He's the void because we couldn't remember his name and, and then his you, boyfriend was the blank at the time. But then you saw him come out of a bathroom when you were this like... this other guy that was really cute. And you were like five feet away from him. And I was like, oh, there's the void. He's with po- the you void. Like put your finger like in his face basically. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh. And my friend's like, you need to tone it down because they totally heard you. And I was like, I don't fucking care. Tamara, do you... 
can you remember any? I'll tell the story if you can remember any oh. of the ones on me. I mean, we have, like I said, the, you know, Rosamunday. The Rosamunday stories. So that, that was my last. I think you're going away. Yeah, it was my going away from working at the ferry building, yeah. uh, Sir Latab, with you. Yeah. And I don't really remember much of that. I just know that I had way too much to drink. But I know. I left pretty early. Yeah, I Frederick think. ended up taking care of me. Oh, did he? He's our friend who we're sure is a spy. That's another story. Yeah, that's another story for another time. He's so, a spy. Yeah. From France. We don't know why. Well, Jared, until next time, we're going to yes. have you back on. We're going to drink. We're going to have the episode with me, you, and Nick. And we're going to drink just weird malt fruity beverages. And then we're going to in, interview gonna a bunch interview. of homos in the Castro. That'd be fantastic. Exactly. And I can be loud and obnoxious. Yes. I, the, the louder, the better. This is for radio. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So. We can see if we can find the void and see if he wants pizza. <laughs> different that's joke different, later. Yeah, that's for, that's for the next episode. So thank you, Jared. I appreciate you coming thank you to, for having o- me. to Oakland at night. I know you're scared. Oh, God, it is scary out here. <laughs> you're driving me back to I'm, Bart, I'm, right? I'm okay. driving you home. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay, super. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> Until next time, thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you on another episode. All right, you're welcome. Right. Bye. Bye.